Welcome to day 131 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings which can be found in Psalms 65-67 to and 69-70, to but with a focus on Psalm 69 verses 18-28. to Draw near to my soul, redeem me, ransom me because of my enemies. You know my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. My foes are all known to you. Reproaches have broken my heart so that I am in despair. I have looked for pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. They gave me poison for food, and for my thirst they gave me sour wine to drink. Let their own tables before them become a snare, and when they are at peace, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see, and make their loins tremble continuously. Pour out your indignation upon them, and let your burning anger overtake them. May their camp be a desolation, let no one dwell in their tents. For they persecute him whom you have struck down, and they recount the pain of those you have wounded. Add to them punishment upon punishment. May they have no acquittal from you. Let them be blotted out from the book of the living. Let them not be enthralled among the righteous. It seems like an odd one to kind of talk about today, but I wanted to talk about David's uh, prayers of anger and prayers of uh, wrath, because these are interesting concepts that we don't often deal with. Um, within within the church, these are, I think, sometimes handled differently depending on who you're talking to. And once again, this comes down to a difference of opinion and some theological interpretation. So these are what are known as precatory psalms. They they speak about judgment. They, they pronounce God's judgment upon the wicked or upon those who are afflicting God's people or sometimes God's anointed. And it's brought up some interesting questions in my time as a pastor. Is it okay to pray this way? And that's a very interesting question because we we serve a God who is angry towards evil and injustice and wickedness. And we see that great men of God, uh, Moses and Abraham and David, and even Paul at times have prayed with great indignation. David particularly gets quite graphic at times with his uh, detail of what he would like God to do to his enemies. And the camp sometimes gets split down the middle. Actually, I shouldn't say down the middle. There are some in the probably smaller camp that say, yeah, it's of, of course it's okay to pray uh, curses upon those who are doing wickedness and evil and vileness. And then I get those who go, absolutely not. This is this is an example of David praying against great evil as a whole and not individuals. And I would probably argue with the larger camp that he's not. He's not praying against evil as a whole. David has very real enemies that who uh, are attacking him and causing him great hardship uh, and are also enemies of God. But this was also at a time where God was saying to the Israelites, go and wipe out those who are doing great and wicked things because he knew that intermingling with them would create uh, them worshiping other gods and all sorts of other things and it was a it was a different time in the path towards the new covenant and we now live in the new covenant and what does Jesus say Jesus says bless your enemies and do not curse them and a lot of David's prayers sound like curses we're told to bless our enemies and pray for them and in doing so we'll Keep burning coals upon their head. 
And some people take that the wrong way. They're like, I'm going to pray so much kindness for you and no, you're going to suffer. And that that's missing the point. The point is, is God has called us to something higher. And in this new covenant, the messianic covenant that we walk in, we should be praying for their deliverance. Now, sometimes God uses tribulation and hardship to bring someone to a place where they're willing to accept him, where they need him. But by and large, I think that it's better to pray for the forgiveness and mercy of those who are causing you hardships. Now, if you need to vent towards God and say, God, you know, this situation is too much to bear and you're you're letting it all out, you're airing your grievances and your hardships, go ahead. But in the sense of praying God's wrath down upon people, it, it gets muddy. The water gets muddy. And what Jesus says is ultimately the one that I want to follow the most. Like David, don't get me wrong, is man after God's own heart. But as we continue on through the readings, we're going to get to some moments with David. You know, they're coming. And I'd rather follow the one who lived the perfect life. And if he says, pray for your enemies, bless them and do not curse them, then I want to pray for them. Because that's the higher standard. Is it acceptable to pray your anger? Is it acceptable to pray wrath? Oh, I just know that the God, that Jesus gave us a higher standard, and that's the one I want to follow. But by all means, if something's heavy on your heart and you're wrestling with it, take it to God. Take it to God. He can handle it. He can handle all the emotion and the frustration and even the bitterness. Better to give it to him than to somebody else. But in turn, take his peace and take his grace and take his love. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.